This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm like your host, Tom. And I'm Tim. How are you doing this week, Tim? Tom, I'm jolly. <laughs> Does that mean fat? No, it means happy. Yeah, but it's like specifically like a skinny person can't be jolly, can yeah, they? Yeah, sure they can. Uh, I don't think so. I'm not saying you're fat. I'm saying maybe you're misusing the word. No, I mean, look, You're Tom. trying to appropriate uh, jolly culture. Look, I think anybody can be jolly. Very few people actually pull it off the way that I do. <laughs> but Tim, y'all wish you could be this jolly. What? You're not jolly. <laughs> what do you mean? Look yeah. at me. <laughs> yeah, I'm bubbly. I'm effusive. Uh, like twenty minutes ago, you were like, oh, "I'm tired." The last thing I want to do is talk to you for an hour. Yeah, and guess what? I'm jolly enough that uh, I can pull it turn- off, and people are listening to this, and they're like. Man, this guy doesn't seem like he's tired of talking at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, man, this guy uh, doesn't sound like he's been freaking talking all day and never wants to say another word. He just sounds like he's pumped to talk about Christmas movies. Yeah, he sounds like he's been locked in jail with an iron mask preventing him from talk talking for years. Um, no, because if that were the case, then my voice would be all scratchy. I, I, I couldn't talk for a few years. So yeah, and I wouldn't bear with me. And I wouldn't sound jolly at all because I'd yeah. be like, oh, I gotta figure out how to make sounds again. You'd forget, <laughs> like your tongue would be so out of practice, right? Yeah, I think that 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 is like a known thing that that happens. Like people Wait, that who get oh, like, like people that take a vow of silence. No, like people that get stranded on desert islands. And I stuff. would talk constantly <laughs> on a desert island. Uh, well, you'd have to get like a you know a volleyball to be your friend or nah, something. Nah, I so, just yeah. I narrate it. I just narrate. <laughs> uh, and, like, uh, and now Tim. Yeah, now walks our hero the coconut tree. Yeah. Because that way I can, I can, uh, I would live the fantasy that at one time somebody would tell my story mm-hmm. because it would be remarkable. And getting stranded on a desert island and dying there, isn't that remarkable? I mean, yeah. I guess so. Most people, it's worth remarking on. Oh, yeah. Because most people don't get bring, stranded on a desert island. It's something to bring up at a cocktail party. Wouldn't that be weird if you're at a party and it's like, so what do you do? It's like, eh, I'm unemployed. Oh, between jobs. Well, you could say that. I used to I used to deliver packages for FedEx, and I've been on this uh, deserted island for the last seven years. Yeah. Just got back. I just shaved, but I still have that uh, like uh, sun-damaged skin. Yeah, I'm, I'm very tan, you might have noticed. Yeah, that's one thing. Do they? I never saw Castaway, Tom. Yeah. Is that a Christmas movie, first of all? I mean, he uh, spends... It takes place at Christmas, so he, it's a Christmas movie. Oh, technically, it's a Christmas movie. He spends multiple Christmases on that island. That's true. But uh, How he, long was he there? Uh, I think it was like seven years. Wow. It was supposed to be. Classic seven-year itch, huh? <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, like when once he gets to the island, we never see the, the outside world until he re-enters it. Yeah. So well, why, we don't know. Why are you interested? Well, I'm just saying, like, we don't know what day, you know, it could, the, the day he made Wilson could have been Christmas for all we know. It probably was. Yeah. The birth of the Savior. <laughs> so uh, you bring up an important point, Tim, uh, and you seem to imply that you 
have issue with what some people consider Christmas movies. Well, we're talking about what? Christmas movies yeah. this week. Uh-huh. Um, I've seen a bunch. I haven't seen all of them, obviously. Right. There's a lot out there. But uh, it's the it's same It's a popular thing. genre. Yeah. The, the Like, enough with the, like... You know what's a crazy... Uh, uh, I'm cutting what? you off. What? No, a crazy thing about the Christmas... Oh, you're cutting me off? What else is new? <laughs> a crazy thing about the Christmas movie genre is that... Um, when a Christmas, you know, Christmas movies come out in theaters around Christmas, they delay the like home video release until the next Christmas. Yeah, but why wouldn't you? I guess yeah, that makes sense. But it is just like a weird thing that what? it's like. What if you really liked a Christmas movie in the theater? It's like, well, yeah, you know, welcome back to like 1985. You're gonna have to wait a year for this to come out on video. First of all, they should consult you because you know how to steal every movie <laughs> off the internet. You've downloaded every illegal uh, movie there there ever was. <laughs> Yeah, but only illegal movies. Yeah, legal movies that no, were legal. No, yeah, Tim, these are mostly snuff films. Yeah, snuff films, uh, uh, cannibals. <laughs> they don't yeah. kill anybody on camera. There's a bunch of taboo camera, content. Yeah. Um, no, Tom, like, what kind of maniac? Besides Home Alone, yeah. what Christmas movie would you ever want to watch not at Christmas? Did, see, I think Home Alone might have, but no, they that was the case with Home Alone, too, right? No, like the next year they put it back out in theaters, I think. No, the next year they, no, they already had Home Alone had, too. Yeah, yeah, they they filmed Home Alone 2 in like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> they just slowed down the film by four times. Well, I mean, they oh, pretty man. much just took the same script and made the movie You know what? Again. People say that a lot. Uh, uh, Home Alone 2, look. It's not the same movie. Kevin McAllister, and we've covered this extensively on our Home Alone 2 episode yeah, of this I've show. I've heard even more in real life. Kevin McAllister is a completely different character in, in Home Alone 2. How so? He's, uh, he's, he's a lot more independent. Yeah, he's not a victim of circumstance. He's actually a bad kid in the second one. Yeah, well, you could argue he's a bad kid in the first one, too. Why is he a bad he kid? He set off firecrackers in the, in the kitchen, for God's sake. To ward off, to protect his home. Yeah, he could have called the cops. The phone line yeah, was he down. He could have walked down the street and talked to somebody. He was—he didn't know what was going on. He thought he made his family disappear, Tom. Uh, yeah, I guess that is maybe true. And so, then, like, he, he then was afraid of jail time. He was afraid of like one, what was going on. Yeah. And two, he went to uh, get a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he accidentally—he uh, saw the old man. Yeah. And he ran out of there. And then the cops started chasing him because the, the boy at the store went, shoplifter, and the cops chased him. So he thought if he went to the cops, he's going away for that toothbrush uh, larceny. Yeah. The McAllister should have raised their kids better. What do you mean? When the you... McAllister should have, well, not leaving them at home alone <laughs> is probably. Well, uh, yeah, but also, like, you know, teach them, like, uh, I don't know, not to be so dumb. Like. If you accidentally shoplift a, a toothbrush, like, don't that you can go talk to the cops if your you whole family disappears. You don't know when you're seven or eight. What is yeah. he eight in that movie? I think he's eight. Yeah, you're eight. You don't know that. Like, you, you just know you commit a crime, you go to jail, right? You, I don't think most little kids have a concept of like. Oh, yeah, well, there's different sentences for the <laughs> severity of the crime. How it's just like, long, well, you're going to jail. How long, how many days was he home alone? Um, I think just like three. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's not very long. No. Yeah. 
I mean, at some point, like, how long could it possibly take to get, to get from back. Paris to Chicago? Yeah, yeah, even with storms and whatever. Yeah. There weren't even any storms. <laughs> no, I think it's just that it was like all the flights were booked, right? Yeah. Uh, there were some mean people at the airport when Mrs. McAllister was trying to, like, give all her jewelry for <laughs> a flight home because her son was home alone. The, the police department was not very helpful either. No. And also, like, the McAllisters, like, I get that they had uh, their whole extended family with them. But, like, didn't they, like, have anybody they work with or or family friends that yeah, could go they, by the house? They called the neighbors, and they're like, well, well, the neighbors are out of town. It's like, man. And, and we covered this. They must have been, like... Oh, real Look, shits. They lived in that that huge, huge house. house. Yeah. They, you know, I, I think uh, the McAllisters probably weren't super well liked. Yeah, in their they didn't make a lot of friends. Yeah, but like Mr. McAllister seems like the kind of guy that would be like, oh, like I'll call the like, you know, the like uh, guys I always yell at at the office and tell them yeah, to go over. I feel yeah. like he has the vibe where like Mr. McAllister has like a fixer on <laughs> on staff, right? He's yeah. got a guy who's like, ah, don't worry. I'll get, I'll get, uh, you know. Yeah, like I'll go have my mistress stop by and, and see. Well, he's yeah, like, I'm, I'm, was... oh, no, but I also assume that he's like, ah, like, um, I mean, I'm kind of seeing this, family. like, I'm seeing this college girl on the side. I'll have her yeah, go take a look. <laughs> Why didn't Buzz call They his get girlfriend? divorced eventually. Well, that's not really canon, Tom. <laughs> it is canon. It happens nah, in Home Alone 4. I mean, yeah, but. If that's not canon, then what the hell's canon? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> all right, so uh, here, here we are, <laughs> We're not fully just talking about Home Alone, fully enmeshed uh, already. Yeah, where we, we've 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 uh, we we dived in, dive, dove. dove. No, yeah. we have we have dove. we have dove in. We have dove in. Um. In. All right. So, in your book, then, what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie, and what is your problem with? certain things being called Christmas movies. I have no problem <laughs> with people classifying Die Hard as a Christmas movie. I have a problem mm. with people in 2018 yeah. acting like it's a clever thing to say, like, oh, can you believe it? My favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. Cool, yeah. yeah. I, bet Every you never, other I bet you never thought of that Idiot before. loser frat boy said that uh, in 2007. Yeah. Uh, you're 11 years behind the curve. Like, it's fine. You can you can think it's a Christmas movie. I don't care what you classify movies as. Yeah. Just stop being impressed with yourself for yeah. having an, an R-rated violent movie be your favorite Christmas movie. You know what? And the same thing with, like, oh, you want to know what my favorite Christmas song is? Fairy tale of New York by the Pogues. Yeah. It's like, you know, they mention Christmas in it. It's like, yeah, cool. Great. Yeah, it's a great Christmas song. But, like, stop saying it like that. <laughs> <laughs> they all say it the exact way that I say it. Yeah. Um, actually, Santa Claus is coming to town isn't the best Christmas song. It's like, yeah, it is, idiot. Especially the way the boss sings it. <laughs> <laughs> was he the first one to do it that way? Uh, I mean, he was the first person to sing it like Bruce Springsteen, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the boss. <clears throat> so in your book, then, like, any movie that takes place at Christmas time is a Christmas movie. If you want to call it that. Yeah. I, think it, I, I think it should be... Uh, 
it should have enough references to Christmas. Like, you know, uh, uh, Jesus should be one of the characters. It should be, uh, worshipful. It should, uh, Jesus should be, if not the main character, one of the top three build characters. It'd be weird if you saw a movie and Jesus was the third build character. <laughs> he just kind of like pops in for a few scenes. Yeah. Like, what would that story be? Probably, uh, I don't know. It, mu- it would have to be pretty compelling. Yeah. Or maybe it would be like, uh, you know, them setting up like the Bible universe and like there would just be a scene at the end where Jesus comes in. You're like, oh, it's all connected. Yeah. Like if they made a like they made a TV show where it was like, no, you know what? This universe is strong enough. Like Mary's in this. <laughs> Joseph's in this. Pontius Pilate's in this. Yeah. Uh, right. It's like. Look, we don't even need to show Jesus in this. That's how strong this world is. But you all so you're, know, you're you know, at the end of the last episode, you're gonna see Jesus coming out from behind that rock, being like, "Hey, guess what, guys? I've risen." Yeah. So you're pitching like a show that would be called Nazareth, and it would be about like the story before the story. Exactly. Well. I think it's it's got legs. <laughs> um, I would classify. Oh, I didn't ask. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm just starting to talk. That's uh, why there was that silence and you just went, um. So if you ask me, I would say. Um, Do you want me to ask you, Tom? Hey, Tom. Uh-huh. In your eyes, what makes something a Christmas movie? I think it has to not just take place during Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, And I think that that's still like a valid thing to like like uh you know as we go through this list like there are movies that aren't christmas movies but take place during christmas time that i really like the aesthetic of it because of that but i'm like yeah but that's not like the the point of it had nothing to do with christmas which to me is usually like uh i would be as broad as to say like uh, a movie has to be about family or like learning lessons or nah, like I disagree with that. <laughs> giving yeah res- giving is better than receiving like some kind of like a moral it has to be wholesome to be a christmas movie it doesn't have to be like wholesome but it has to have like some kind of a like moral to it okay like die hard doesn't have a moral to it and like I really don't mess with John McClane like I really like I think it was a great choice to have it take place during christmas but that doesn't make it a Christmas movie to me. It makes it a movie that takes place during Christmas. Yeah. Okay. They didn't wait a full year to put that. It's if they had to wait a full year to put it out on home video, that's what makes it a Christmas well, movie. Probably, there it is. They probably did have to wait a full year for well, Die Hard. It it, like, it, uh, unless it's the 80s and it was weird. Yeah. What are they? Just like uh, have trouble like transferring it to VHS? <laughs> That was like what I thought as a kid. It was just like, I guess like they probably would love to have these come out at the same time, but it just, it's a lot of work. Well, especially like back in the eighties when uh, like video rental was uh, more lucrative than uh, box office. Like it costs more to rent a movie than to go to the movie theater and see it. Yeah. All right. Look, uh, I think we both have similar definitions of uh, Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're going to go through this list uh, not compiled by us. 
No, compiled by uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. I'm going to warn you a little bit. You might feel a little out of your element. None of your perverted snuff films are going to be a part of this. Well, I told you. It, it <laughs> can a snuff film be a Christmas movie? No, it can be a snuff film that takes place during Christmas but time. But what if the me- the 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 message <laughs> that is l- the lesson that's learned is like, hey, at the end they're like, hey, you know what? We have each other, and we probably shouldn't have murdered that guy. You don't need to murder someone to be close to. You. It's a family that that murdered. I don't know a drifter. Is that yeah. what? Uh, who? often gets murdered and stuff. I don't want to talk about snuff films anymore. (laughs) Well, you're the one who brought it back up. I mean, what you're describing sounds like a good Christmas movie, a bad snuff film. This episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is sponsored by Saqqara. You want to feel better about what you eat, but sometimes it's hard to prepare healthy meals that also taste good. With sure Sakara, as heck is. Yeah, Tom, you, you know it. With Sakara, you can reach your health goals without sacrificing taste. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. And along with delicious meals, Sakara also has daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nu- nutrition. Tom, to mm-hmm. boost results, try the best selling metabolism super powder. It's an all-natural remedy for bloating, weight gain, and fatigue. Tom, I, I tried could, some of I this. I could use that. Yeah, we ate some of this f- Saqqara food. Mm-hmm. Very fresh. Very fresh and filling and delicious. And right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to Saqqara.com slash guide or enter code guide at checkout. That's Saqqara. S A K A R A dot com slash guide to get twenty percent off your first order. Sakara dot com slash guide. For over eighty years, Fram has been a leader in automotive filtration because that's the only thing they do, baby. Filters. Want to protect your well-oiled machine or breathe easier when driving? Fram has the right filter for every kind of driver. Fram oil filters are American-made, tough, and feature SureGrip technology. No-slip grip for easy install and remove, even with an oily hand or glove. Fram cabin air filters filter out contaminants like exhaust fumes, allergens, and pollution. That's all the kind of stuff you don't want. And with the power of Arm & Hammer baking soda, you can breathe easy with an odorless interior. Arm & Hammer baking soda, the best stuff. I didn't know that they had cabin air filters with that stuff. I'm going to get one of these cabin air filters now. Honestly, I didn't know cabin air filters was a thing, and I probably should have. Now I'm going to get one. And look, Well, now that, now that we know that baking soda is a part of it. Yeah. Well, and look, no matter how you drive... Fram has the right filter for you. Head over to Fram.com, that's F-R-A-M.com, and find your perfect filter today. And thanks to Fram for sponsoring The Complete Guide to Everything. All right, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, I think the audience would be uh, very impressed that uh, you have about a quarter of a beer left in your in your beer bottle, and you uh, 
chose not to get up and get a backup beer because you can wait 15 minutes before you get another beer. Tim, the stuff that happens in between hitting record and hitting off is uh, off the record. It's implicit. Well, you got that backwards. The way that you uh, said (sighs) it. The time when you stop recording. When we're off mic, we're off mic. It's off the record. Okay. See you in court. Rotten Tomatoes defines a Christmas film as uh, a list. No. Wait. I don't think they do define a Christmas film. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they just have a list. I I think maybe they have people vote. Well, Tom, every a movie on this list is certified fresh, mm-hmm. and it plays around uh, with the spirit of Christmas and the holidays as a central theme. I guess that's a that's a good way to uh, define if Christmas is a central theme right. or the holiday. Well, if it's just the holiday, if it's a Hanukkah movie, it's not about Christmas, I guess. Right, but if like when people are walking outside, there's like Christmas decorations. That's a Christmas movie. Then no. that Hanukkah movie is a Christmas movie. <laughs> no, Christmas decorate. We just we just established this time. But I'm saying by their rules. No, it's got to be a central theme. Yeah, well, some of these on their list don't abide by that rule. Um, then they sorted all these 50 movies by uh, adjusted tomato meter. I didn't know they adjusted the tomato meter. The tomato. I don't know what that means. Tomato meter. Tomato meter. Um. Yeah. I. I guess maybe they're going by like old reviews and tomatoizing. It like it doesn't really matter. Who cares? Number fifty is Frosty the Snowman, sixty nine, from nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, that's what uh, that meant. No, I mean Frosty the Snowman, sixty nine is one of those uh, illegal <laughs> movies you download. Yeah, and it's not a snuff film to be clear. <laughs> uh, Frosty the Snowman's a bit of a snuff film. Yeah, they snuff him out at the end. I guess the seasons do. Spoiler alert, he comes back. They put him in a like thing or somewhere. He comes back the next year. Yeah, they put him in a freezer? Yeah. Like a little bit of him or yeah. something? Um, I liked this movie as a kid. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's primarily like a TV movie, right? Yeah, I think it's like, you know, 40-something minutes long. Jimmy Durante is... Uh, uh, is Frosty, is right? Frosty. Yeah. Um, it was a Rankin and Bass production, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always liked when they put the hat on him, he came to life. That wasn't the part of Well, that was one of the parts I liked, because otherwise it would It'd be very yeah. boring. And he, whenever he'd uh, come to life, he'd go, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, uh, Frosty the Snowman was like weird enough that as a kid, you're like, yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of low rent, too. Like, you're like, this movie's kind of... It's kind of a garbage movie, but like, yeah, hey. Not much happens in it, really. Yeah. They he, sing a few songs. Uh, there's a traffic cop that he runs afoul of at one time. Yeah. Frosty the Snowman is uh, the worst Christmas song, right? Frosty the Snowman. No, I don't think it's the worst. I think it's fun. It's a nice I melody. Like they were trying too hard to make it a character, and then you watch the movie, and you're like... This character's not that interesting. Yeah, this character's just a snowman. Yeah. And like his whole thing is basically that he's you know, he's gonna die. That's like <laughs> the crux the most interesting thing about the character. Yeah, and uh it was pretty interesting. Uh number forty nine is the snowman from nineteen eighty two. Uh I don't think I I I remember this book as a kid, but I don't think I ever saw the movie. Yeah, it was one of those classy uh joints. 
Yeah. It was a British uh, movie, Tom. Yeah, David Bowie's uh, one of the. Maybe is he the snowman? Um. Well, there's no there's no dialogue in the oh, movie. Then so I don't know what David Bowie did. Yeah. The uh, right music. Maybe they for play it? Fame over the credits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number 48, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Mickey Mouse, Tom, mm-hmm. and the whole gang, yeah. Pluto, Daisy Duck, Chip, Dale, are all transported into uh, Charles Dickens' classic, A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's Scrooge? Scrooge McDuck? Scrooge? Yeah, he's Scrooge. Is that was that? I, I believe that Christmas was his Carol? first appearance. Uh, like he was created for. I mean, if he wasn't, then they well, definitely had that in mind. Yeah, yeah. Because as a kid, I remember when like Ducktales came out, and it was like, oh yeah, this character again. Like he was never in anything else. And then they transported him into uh, you know the real world, where he wasn't Scrooge from. Ebenezer Scrooge. No, from, he was just uh, a rich guy. Yeah, but he, his name was still Scrooge. It like, was Scrooge McDuck, though. Yeah, but like, because in in the in Christmas Carol, he's Ebenezer Scrooge. I think. No, it says Scrooge McDuck, but I think he's like Scrooge McDuck as Ebenezer Scrooge. All right? Doesn't Mickey call him Ebenezer? Uh, Scrooge McDuck plays the miserly Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was nominated for an Oscar in nineteen eighty. Three because uh, I guess most movies were bad in 1983. Uh, I did like you enjoy this movie. Uh, even as a kid? No, I was as a like, kid, I was is, like, this it. Is, did they did it have songs in it? Um, it's 25 minutes. So. Yeah, it had uh, it had uh, Goofy as one of the ghosts. Uh, Mickey with Bob Cratchit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I know. All I know is that I was kind of like, eh, I don't need to see this. Even as a kid, I was like. Yeah, why are we doing this? Mickey's son was Tiny Tim, and then you never saw or heard of Mickey's son again? Yeah, he never made it into a Disney afternoon TV show. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I never found the Mickey and the gang uh, all that compelling. No, I mean, they're... Donald was cool because he was angry all the time. That was cool. <laughs> uh, number 47, The Preacher's Wife from 1996. Uh, this is Denzel and Whitney. Houston, that is. Uh, I haven't seen this movie. Directed by Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall directed The Preacher's Wife? An angel wonders if love can be heaven on earth in this family-themed romantic fantasy. Yeah, I don't see many fanny, uh, family-themed romantic you fantasies. You see a lot of uh, fanny movies that you download. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I enjoy a good fanny movie now and then. Uh, but I don't... Not only... Uh, have I not seen this movie? I like am only vaguely aware of it. Like this is not something that I feel like you hear a lot as a Christmas movie. The Preacher's Wife. Yeah. Um, I just don't know much about it. Like I remember when it came out, but I don't. Oh, you mean in 1996? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that too. But I don't remember hearing much about it afterwards. Uh, and it only has 60 percent on the tomato meter. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Mickey's Christmas Carol, which has a hundred percent. Well, nineteen eighty three was a thoroughly depressing <laughs> time, I guess. Uh, number forty six and a controversial one to be at forty six. Home Alone. This is a travesty. 
Yeah. What? There's like a, you know what? Uh, oh. let, let's go over all three of these because th- these, I feel like 46, 45, and 44 are all meant to like piss off different groups of people. 45 is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and uh, 44 is Love Actually. Let's take these one by one. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, all three of those are movies that are, like, today, very... Universally beloved. Very, uh, have have uh, ardent fans, and to throw them in the 40s... The critics' consensus for Home Alone, according to Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> Home Alone, uneven but frequently funny premise stretched unreasonably thin, <laughs> is buoyed by Macaulay Culkin's cute performance and strong supporting stars... What? That 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 premise. Look, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's spread thin, but I, I they use all parts of the buffalo for that 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 film. They they attack it from from all angles. There, it's like uh. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I would not criticize it as uneven because like the movie. Every scene is a dang classic. Well, I was gonna say like the movie moves so quickly like so briskly that it's like well it can't really be uneven because like it's moving the whole yeah. time like there there's not chunks of the movie where it's like oh there's like a boring part that nothing really happens here yeah this is that's be maybe when he's uh, talking with the old man at the church it's like all right we get it <laughs> we get it this old man you no know, you don't have to be afraid of me yeah we get it. this old man kicked his son out of the house because he's gay or something. <laughs> no, his son had a wife and daughter. You see it in the last... Uh, the old man was nice. He saved Kevin McAllister. Then why'd he, why'd he fight with his son? I don't know. Maybe his son was... Uh, maybe his son's a racist. Maybe his son was... Uh, maybe uh, he's a racist. Mr. McAllister's fixer and had to do some unseemly <laughs> things on behalf of the McAllisters. Maybe. I always kind of assumed... I mean, I knew it wasn't that, that you know, he... he had the fight with the son because his son was gay because his son had a wife. But I assumed it was something where, like, this guy was wrong to oh. to be mad at his son. I don't know. I just assumed it was And now just kind of had a lot of regrets. You can have a lot of regrets and, and everything. It's just kind of a family misunderstanding. I don't know. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I watched this uh, a couple nights ago, Tom. Yeah. On television. Um, and you know what? Always uh, it was off-putting about this movie to me. What? Everything goes wrong yeah. all the time. In every scene, you know something's gonna go wrong, and that's that's uh, that puts me in a weird uh, frame of mind. It's like, up, oh, what's gonna go wrong? Up, oh, yep, there's a squirrel in the tree. Up, oh, what's gonna go wrong here? Oh uh, yeah, the uh, the they blow up the sewer. Like, yeah. what's gonna go wrong here? Oh, the, the, the lights aren't gonna work. Yeah. Um, it's very uh, uh, frustrating. The, the <laughs> I think it's supposed to be. And I think that's why uh, uh, it's such a beloved movie because a lot of people um, uh, it reminds can relate that. to it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, at the holidays it feels like, yeah, God, like can anything else go wrong? Like could this holiday get any worse? Like there are so many mishaps. People are like uh, they're reminded that uh, uh, Poe Buddy is nerficked. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. You should people... put that on a sign. Nah. <laughs> you recently, I don't know if this is supposed to be off the record, but you recently informed me that your wife has only seen Vegas Vacation, and <laughs> it's one of her favorite movies. 
and has no interest in seeing any of the other vacation movies. Yeah, I mean, it came out that uh, I think along the line she had seen most of uh, Christmas Vacation. Okay, yeah. But, yeah. It's hard to avoid. But, like, had never seen uh, the original Vacation. Uh, European Vacation, I think very few people have seen. Yeah. And that's kind of, yeah. like, the most lowbrow of all of them, right? Um, yeah. Like, too much... Ve- Vegas Vacation is the most low budget oh, yeah. of all of them. When uh, National Lampoons is like, nah, you know what? You can leave our name off this. <laughs> yeah, Vegas Vacation is great though. Um, yeah, Christmas Vacation has a little too much, too much gross out humor for me in it. Which one? Uh, Christmas Vacation. Uh, yeah, like the slobbery dog and. Uh... Yeah, there's just some a lot of the Randy Quaid stuff. Uh, Randy Quaid is <laughs> hands down the funniest character in the movie. Yeah, but like some of it is just kind of like, all right, there's like dog poop jokes and like he's like uh emptying the rv into the sewer there's just yeah. like some some visual stuff that's just like all right this uh, is actually i don't think there's too much visual stuff i think it's i watched it two nights about. ago tom I mean, you don't see the r the poop coming out of the rv yeah you absolutely do yeah but you can't tell it's poop you <laughs> <laughs> and then love actually which i started to watch uh about a week ago mm-hmm. i'd never seen it and i was yeah like, i don't think i've ever seen it yeah liam neeson's in it Oh, I was saying, never mind. Who'd you think? Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> Misread it for a second. Uh, uh, coming in at number 43. Yeah. Krampus. Yeah, and this is like, to me... Krampus before Home Alone? Yeah. That, that That's like, come on. Fine, whatever. Adam Scott's in it. Yeah, Adam Scott. It's, uh, I didn't know it was... Uh, oh. The fondness for uh, Joe Dante, but Joe Dante didn't direct it. Um, yeah, that was one of those movies that I thought kind of came and went. Like it was one of those like people yeah, were ex- came at Christmas, left at New Year's. <laughs> that people were excited that they were making a Krampus movie, but then when it came out, you stopped hearing about it. So I assume like, oh it, yeah, it Christmas wasn't good. Was over, Tom. No, I it didn't come out on Christmas Day. It came out like you know around S- some movies do. That's true. That's something that we don't talk about enough. Some movies come out on Christmas Day. Yeah. Some movies this year will be coming out on Christmas Day. Yeah, there's one I wanted to see on Christmas Day. <sighs> Do you think uh, Vice, the movie about Dick Cheney, will be considered a Christmas movie? No, because it's coming out around Christmas, but I don't It's coming believe... out on Christmas, Tom. Oh, okay. But it it's... Was, it's, it's, uh, it's entering the world the same day uh, the, the baby Jesus entered the world. Uh, Well, Tim... You know that he was born during the summer. Uh, one of these, <laughs> well, actually, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Yeah, but just because a movie comes out on Christmas, if it doesn't have any Christmas elements, also a movie coming out on Christmas is coming out too late to be a Christmas. Like if it's a Christmas movie, don't have it come out on Christmas. You need to take advantage of the, the lead up to Christmas. Yeah, No Christmas movies come out on Christmas Day. I mean, I don't think you know that for for sure. I would put money on it. $500,000. Uh, well, here's a movie that uh, almost came out on Christmas, but uh, just one day early. At n- number 42, The Night Before. Was this like Zac Efron or something? Uh, uh, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe Gordon-Levitt. JGL and Seth Rogen. Yeah. It's one of these like uh, drugs movies, Tom. <laughs> The night before provokes enough belly laughs to qualify as a worthwhile addition to the list of Christmas comedies worth revisiting. 
even if it isn't quite as consistent as the classics. More consistent, apparently, than Home Alone, though. Yeah, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, when did it come out? Like, three years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's another movie that, like, I remember the lead-up to it being released. I've never heard about this movie again after that marketing campaign ended. Well, Tom? Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like it's time to revisit it. It, it reached uh, the top 50. Yeah, apparently it's uh, way better than Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, at 41, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Mm-hmm. All I know about that is it has a stunning star turn from a man named Amir in it. <laughs> uh, was this the third Harold and Kumar? Yeah. Yeah. It was after uh, they go to Guantanamo Bay. Oh, right, of course. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen... I think I only saw that first, Harold and Kumar. What I don't understand about Cal Penn uh-huh. is he was working in the White House, and this was back when this like meant something. Yeah. He was working in the White House. What the hell is that supposed to um, mean? And uh, then he left, <laughs> to, I think to temporarily, make to make this like the raunchiest lowbrow... Like, <laughs> Uh, some very uh, you know, I know it, it. It's it's seven years ago now, but like, yeah. it's like, ah, oh, they can say these words in a in a film <laughs> uh-huh. that's like that gets wide released. I think I I usually see these on Tom's computer. The films with these words in it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and then I think he was like, well, back to the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I was had to make go and make this uh Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, number 40, this is uh, a favorite of mine, uh, Scrooged. From, uh, starring Bill Murray. Uh, from 1988. Uh, and Karen Allen and John Forsyth and John Glover. Directed, oh, directed by Richard Donner. I don't think hmm, I knew one that. One of the reindeer himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a big get. Um, yeah, Scrooge gets by. Oh, what? All these critics' consensuses are so negative. Scrooge gets by with Bill Murray in a dash of holiday spirit. Yeah, I think that's what the movie is. Yeah. <laughs> like, it gets, yeah, I guess this movie gets by on its star that's in every scene. Uh, although it's hampered by a markedly conflicted tone and an undercurrent of mean-spiritedness. But that's the whole point, because he's Scrooge. Yeah, but he's meaner than Scrooge, even. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I like about it, because, like... Scrooge is supposed to be like the ultimate asshole. Yeah. And I feel like Bill Murray went off script. <laughs> it was just like, oh, I know, I know what'll be better for this character. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll pepper some of myself into this. Yeah. Uh a darkly comic and surreal surreal contemporization of Charles Dickens A Christmas. Uh, you know what? I'm Carol. sick of a Christmas Carol. Can I say it? Look, I don't care who comes after me. Enough Dickens. Enough. We don't need your uh Story of ghosts and regret. Well, you say you don't care who comes after you, but I have a feeling you're about to be visited by three ghosts, Tim. All right, Tommy, we're gonna pick up the pace a little bit here. There's there's uh there's fifty of these movies. Yeah. Many of which we have not seen. No, and, we're like even heard of. And here's the thing. Uh huh. We haven't seen a Christmas. We, you and I, we're Christmas freaking fanatics. Yeah, we can't get enough Christmas. But we, apparently, all the Christmas movies we've seen are not very good. They're at the bottom of the list. <laughs> if Home Alone Two is higher than Home Alone, wait. Tim, I have bad news for you. 
I don't uh, think Home Alone 2 is on this list. You know what? That's that's a travesty in and of itself. They must have some sort of no sequels rule. Or money under the table. Uh, number 36, The Muppet Christmas Carol from 1992, directed um, by Brian Henson. Uh, it's pronounced Jim Henson. And starring Michael Caine. Yeah, uh, Tom, uh-huh. uh, I love The Muppets. Yeah. This movie's good. It's fine. I saw it for the first time last year, which yeah. is weird. It was like the one Muppet movie I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen uh, uh, the newest, The Muppets Most Wanted either. I watched some of oh, that, and I was right. like, grow up, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to put this behind you. <laughs> yeah, or at the very least, like go and watch an old one. Yeah. Don't watch it. The new ones aren't for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've really seen it like in its entirety. The either. music is really good. Yeah. Um, who did did Paul Williams do the the music for this? I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Did they get is Paul Williams John Williams' son? Is this no. a son fest? No, Paul Williams is a, a legendary songwriter. No, you say so. <laughs> uh, number thirty four. I'm gonna skip to. Number 35 is a foreign film I've not heard of. <laughs> uh, Happy Christmas, which I saw a couple of years ago. That's one of those mumblecore movies? Yeah, it's a Joe uh, Swanberg uh, movie uh, that I really liked. Tom, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. It's called Happy Christmas. Yeah. It takes place as cri- at Christmas. Uh-huh. Is that a Christmas film, though? <laughs> yeah. Even though I, I, Americans... I, saw, no, I, I, I think I saw this, but I don't really remember much of it. Americans do not say Happy Christmas. They say Merry Christmas. How uh, uh, In the UK, they say Happy Christmas. However, this movie does not take place in the UK. Uh, well, he d- does learn a lesson. I can't remember which one. Cause, uh, Anna Kendrick learns a lesson. Literally... All those movies are exactly the same. Uh, yeah, but this is a good one. Tom, you just love Anna Kendrick. Yeah, so I do. Much. That's I'll watch all. Anything that's she's all in. you care about. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like I also do like. Uh, if she uh, wasn't in this movie, that Tom, you'd be like, "What is this hipster mumblecore bullshit?" Yeah, but she's in it, so it's not. She hipster. plays like a mess. I remember this. She yeah. like sleeps in her car or something. Uh, Melanie Linsky is in it too and I, I like her a lot. She's very funny. Yeah, she's she's good. Uh, uh she was in that uh HBO show that those boys also did. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Number thirty three, the Santa Claus. Starring American hero Tim Allen. Yeah. This is Tim Allen accidentally kills Santa Claus, right? Yeah, and then he has to be then Santa Claus. Then he becomes Santa Claus. Yeah. They lean very heavily in this movie on uh him just going into progressively fatter and fatter makeup. Yeah. Which hey. <laughs> it was the ni- it was the go go nineties and that's what uh you know sold a movie. Yeah, Tim Allen was uh this was this was uh you know just as uh home improvement was getting going. Ninety four. Yeah. That's about right. Mm-hmm. Maybe when was home improvement? Ninety one, ninety two started? When it started, yeah. Yeah, when so this was he, when it was like real big. When did he um go to jail for cocaine? Yeah, but for he got dealing his, cocaine. But got his uh sentence reduced because he snitched on all the other yeah. people in the, the ring. That was in the eighties. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. Uh yeah, it was in the eighties. Um 
Yeah, but he's uh he he loved uh trafficking and selling cocaine. Mm-hmm. That doesn't play into this movie at all, does it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there might be like a few times where he's like, uh, I mean, hey, we're going to make it a white Christmas. And he winks at the camera. I mean, have you ever seen this movie? Uh, like not all of it. This seems like something that like uh, jaded Hollywood screenwriters like did a whole bunch of cocaine and wrote this movie in an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, they made three of them, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the Mrs. Claus is the second one. He had to trick a lady into being Mrs. Claus. Yeah. And then uh, he had to trick a lady into murdering Mrs. Claus. So she be- yeah. she could become Mrs. Claus. Maybe that there was, was only the, two. That was the weird thing about this movie to me. Even like when it came out, we were, you know, relatively young. I mean, you were a teenager. Uh, I was 13. Yeah, that's a teenager, Tom. You can tell by the telltale thing is <laughs> teen in the word. A young teen. Uh, but I remember even then having the, the wherewithal to be like, I've never heard the idea that Santa Claus is like a, a magical entity that people inherit when Santa Claus dies. No, that was that was that was uh, a new wrinkle that yeah. I you know that a coked up Hollywood screenwriter came up with. Yeah. I, he stole that from the Green Lanterns. Anyway. Number thirty one, uh Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas might actually be my favorite uh Christmas movie. Yeah, man. It rules. Oh the, boy, when I was a kid, like that was like the Jim, most soothing movie. Yeah. It's a Jim Henson joint. Yeah. Uh it's it's got none of the the Muppets you know and love. There's an intro from Kermit. Right. And a little epilogue from Kermit. Which interestingly, uh I was reading when they when the Henson company sold the Muppets to Disney, they had to edit the Kermit parts out of this. Yeah. Except when uh, it would air on an ABC-owned property, and then they would put the Kermit stuff back in. That makes sense. Yeah. Same thing with the Muppet Christmas toy, which I assume won't make this list. Scared the <laughs> hell out of me as a kid. Yeah. But it's also pretty good. Well, and this had, like, also when I was reading, like, a lot of... Um, uh, it w- and actually, I didn't know it was this old. It's from 1977. Yeah. Uh, had a lot of like uh, uh, technological Muppet breakthroughs, like a lot of stuff that they did for the first time uh, they did on this movie. Yeah, Tom, I'll tell you one thing, and I'm just confirming this, but I'm... I'm... Great music. Yeah, you know who wrote it? <laughs> Freaking Paul Williams. Yeah, John Williams' son. No, he's he's, uh, he's a classic. He looks like this, Tom. You've seen him. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. Paul Williams. He's played like a bad guy in a few movies, right? I don't know if that's true. (laughs) Uh, Number 29, Bad Santa. Uh, Bad Santa? Uh Uh-huh. More like good movie. You like Bad Santa? It was the original bad in the bad universe. Bad teachers, bad grandpa, dirty grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, jeez, Bad Santa's 15 years old at this point. Yeah, they made a sequel even though like half the people died. Oh, well, spoiler alert. No, um, no, I mean... Uh, oh, like the actors. Uh, Bernie Mac's in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, John Ritter's in it. Okay. And they, they made a sequel, like, what, 2016 or something? Yeah, not that long ago. Uh, it's called Bad Santa 2. Have you ever seen Bad Santa? I don't think I have. It's, I've seen bits of it. I know, like, some people love it. It does exactly what you would think it does. It's, like, 
you know, goes for the. You, you, look, if you look at the. Uh, yeah, the poster. The poster, you're like, oh, this kid is going to turn the bad Santa good, right? Yeah. And it kind of works. But uh, very clearly, uh, the, the lore of this is that uh, the Cohen brothers did uh, an uncredited oh, rewrite. Re and you can, like, definitely tell in the dialogue. Oh, okay. Although huh. you could tell me, because I'm not a freaking connoisseur, you could show me the worst movie ever, <laughs> but, like, beforehand be like, the Cohen brothers secretly made you, this. You know, they like, did a draft on this. Yeah, I'd be like, Whew, yeah, you could really tell. This was yeah. great. Wasn't that how uh, Bill Murray got tricked into doing Garfield? No, that just had, uh, there's a different Ethan Cohen. Right, but that's like, yeah. he saw it and he was like, well, it has to be good. Mm. Uh, he fell or into Joel your Cohen. trap. Yeah. Number 28, and this, I will say, is my favorite this is movie, not a Christmas movie. Movie that happens during Christmas. Yeah, this is not a Christmas movie. Uh, Batman Returns, 1992. Yeah. And this year I've seen uh, a lot of people online that are like, no. Like, if we're going to, like, take the shackles off of what's considered a Christmas movie. And also, why? Why would you do yeah. that? But, like, uh, it, if you're going to say Die Hard's a Christmas movie, Batman Returns is a better Christmas movie than Die Hard is a good christmas movie batman returns mm -hmm. is the best batman movie that's ever been made no and it <laughs> is still ridiculous that it is like 30 spots ahead of home alone <laughs> on the best goddamn christmas movie list yeah rotten tomatoes uh man danny devito as the penguin michelle pfeiffer as catwoman Christopher Walken as a made-up character, uh, or Max Sheck, I think that's his name, something like that. Made-up character. He's not even from the lore. I, he actually, he might be. I, I don't want to get angry emails. He might be like, you know, a previously established businessman in the DC universe. Uh, but yeah, what a fun, uh, like, to make. Uh, it's basically our generation's introduction to Christopher Walken, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like the first time I remember seeing Christopher Walken in 1992. Michelle Pfeiffer at the, the peak of her powers. Oh, my God, yeah. Danny DeVito looking like legitimately gross. <laughs> Biting a guy's nose off. Yeah. Oh, what a great film. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Paul, Paul Rubens as... Uh, uh, oh yeah, as the penguin's dad who sends him down a river because he's deformed. Yeah, just puts him in a in a basket and yeah. sends him down the river. Was that pre or post uh, arrest? I think it was post, or maybe it, it was I filmed bet it was before. Filmed pre, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it makes sense. Uh, just put it together that uh, Tim Burton directed Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, and that's why Paul Rubens was in this. Movie. Yeah, they were buddies. Tom, uh, we'd normally skip this, uh, according to the New Rules, but 27 is The Bishop's Wife. Do you think that has anything to do with The Preacher's Wife? <laughs> this is a movie from 1948. Do you think The Preacher's Wife was like a, a, an updated version of it 50 years later? Maybe. Uh, and probably, actually. Yeah. Number 25, The Elf. Uh, not called The Elf. Starring just Will Elf. Farrell. Yeah, Will Farrell. Uh, directed by John Favreau, who I was just talking to you about off camera. Yeah, I mean we're still <laughs> off camera, but oh yes, yeah, there there aren't any hidden cameras in here. Oh, brother, <laughs> uh, what do you think of Elf? I like it. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen it in sequence all the way through. 
I've probably seen every scene of the movie. Yeah. But, you know. That was kind of a uh, a big uh, introduction to the Zoe Deschanel for a lot of people, too. Yeah. She didn't have her trademark bangs or her trademark uh, brown I think she was hair. blonde, yeah. yeah. Uh, but she did sing in the Zoe Deschanel way. Baby, it's cold outside. Did you see this? Yeah, that was the duet they did in the show. Oh, was it? I really can't stay. That's a spot-on impression of uh, Zoe Deschanel. No, it's not the way she sings. You're welcome. I really can't say. (laughs) That's not the way she sings either. Um, Do you know about this? uh, It's 2018, so they uh, uh, now... uh, Baby, it's cold. That outside has looped back around, <laughs> and it's good now. It's not a, a date rape song. Yeah, because now people are saying like, no, it's actually about like her saying what other people will think, and that's like bad. Like she, she wants she's to giving stay. the cover story because she knows that society would frown upon this. Uh, so it's actually empowering. I can't keep up. <laughs> I don't think it's a good enough song to... Yeah, be like, like, oh, we must make this good again. Yeah. Uh, Number 23, Gremlins, 1984, uh, which is another, like, it takes place during Christmas. I don't know. Uh, The story of the dad uh, getting stuck in the chimney uh, and dying because of pretending to be Santa Claus. Um, Is that part of it? You know, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen Gremlins all I the way I saw through. it for the first time last year. Yeah. I would say it's more Christmassy than you think, and they learn a, a valuable lesson <laughs> at the end. Don't get a Gremlin. Don't, don't, get, well, don't get a Mogwai. If you're going to get one, don't get it wet or feed yeah, it they learn the Yeah, they learn a few rules about... Uh, uh, I've seen Gremlins, too. Again, I have like weird holes in my movie knowledge based on... like. HBO's licensing as a kid. Like, HBO had Gremlins 2 and played it all the time. Yeah. And they rarely played the first Gremlins. Seeing Gremlins 2 and not having seen Gremlins is, I think, uh, not out of the ordinary. I mean, that was my situation uh, up until last year. And I've heard on other podcasts, Tom, on other HeadGum podcasts that there are some people. uh, Is it, was like Gremlins 1? R and Gremlins 2 is PG-13 or something like that. Like, Gremlins 1 was much more a horror movie than Gremlins 2. Yeah, Gremlins 2 came out, like, nine or ten years later or something. Um, Or, like, eight or nine years later, where, like, like Joe Dante was like, no, I'm not going to not. And then they were finally just like, do it. He's like, it's been so long. And they were just like, do whatever you want. He's like, really? Yeah, well, I'm going to have Hulk Hogan break the fourth wall. Yeah, (laughs) make the craziest movie ever. (laughs) Uh, along those lines, uh, number twenty-one, Trading Places, good movie. Good movie. I, th- I forgot <laughs> that it was that I'd, it takes place during Christmas time. Yeah. I guess that's true now that I think about it. But come on. Yeah. Uh, Tom, let's see if you know any of these. Uh, Christmas in Connecticut from nineteen forty-five. I've heard that phrase. Uh, a Christmas Tale, two thousand eight. Oh, un conte de Noel. Oh yeah. I mean that's what. That's yeah. What, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that one. Tokyo Godfathers from 2003. No, but I'm interested. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> I'd like to hear more. Yeah. Certainly a better, uh, a more a more classic Christmas film than Home Alone. <laughs> yes. Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale from 2010. N- n- hearing about it for the first time. Oh, it's a Finnish movie, I think. The Finns. 
Number 16, baby, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which, Tom, Mm -hmm. guess what? What? Newly problematic. Yeah, why is that? I've Um, seen the headlines, but I haven't. I think, from what I understand, and I'm not mocking this, because there's a lot of stuff in... uh, in uh, quote classic uh, entertainment, that's like this doesn't fly. Like, yeah, yeah. Unlike Rudolph, who does fly. Uh, <laughs> but I think it was like Rudolph's parents are mean to him because he's different. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, that's that's the thing. Yeah, that's not uh, celebrated like, in Batman the movie. Batman <laughs> Returns uh, problematic because uh, the Penguin's parents put him in yeah, a river. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, everything that I read, and I could be wrong, so uh, you know. Uh-huh. At me about this, I guess, because uh, if if there is a legitimate thing, but it was all like story beats, and mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, and then he's only rewarded. Actually, I agree with this. Rudolph is only rewarded when he uh, proves himself, when his uh, deformity mm-hmm. proves itself to be useful to others. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, you're actually good because we need this, right? And like. Uh, it's yeah, maybe it is. It's bad. Rudolph is bad. Yeah, I mean, now that you mention it, like even as a kid, I always thought it was like kind of a muddled narrative of like, yeah. uh, like ah, like wait, why is his nose so bad? Like, why is that such a big deal? All of this stuff, all these songs, yeah, that were turned into movies, uh huh, they were the most obvious cash-ins where it's just like i don't know the reindeer is nose glows how yeah. about that uh and they, they're like hey yeah this song is uh it's got a good sound to it or whatever and then they're like all right make all the merchandising like it's just uh opportunistic bullshit, yeah. right i guess it's only like problematic because it's uh aimed at kids and you're trying to teach kids lessons but like in the real world yeah Sometimes people have something wrong with them that people don't appreciate them until they can get some use out of it. <laughs> like it's a, it's actually probably like a really realistic story. Yeah, but it's like it's celebrating <laughs> right the whole uh, the whole thing that's terrible. Uh, number fifteen, Tom, mm-hmm. a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, this was a staple of my childhood. Yeah, I watched this. Uh, like Christmas this week, like not last night, the night before last night, the same, the same night I watched uh, Christmas Vacation. I watched this movie. Wow, you had a real. Uh, I am Christmas crazy this that year. That'll explain how j- jolly you are. Thank you. <laughs> you saying I gained weight? Uh, no. Um, Charlie Brown Christmas. It's it is way more melancholy than I ever gave it credit for. It is. It starts at a two, mm-hmm. and it peaks at a four. <laughs> Yeah. This thing, ne- nobody ever really gets happy in this thing. Yeah. It's nice. It's great. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to watch it again tonight. <laughs> uh, number 14, Edward Scissorhands. Not a Christmas movie. I mean, that's another one. I mean, this one, it is like a morality tale. Uh, and it does, not the, the whole movie doesn't take place at Christmas. Yeah. Just part of it takes place at Christmas. So, yeah, that's a real... I mean, like a cool part, like the snowing part is uh, beautiful looking. But yeah, come on. It's not a Christmas movie. Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Johnny out of his Depp. Yeah, exactly. Number 13, A Christmas Story. Uh, Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's gotten like 
way too hyped over the years. Too much uh, merchandising around it now. Like every joke has a product associated with it that you <laughs> right. can buy in a store. It's yeah. like, all right, I think we've done this movie to death now. Yeah, you can buy the, the leg lantern. You can buy, like, his bunny suit. Like, you, yeah, you can buy the a replica of the Red Rider BB gun. Like, you can... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but a good... But again, one of those movies where I'm sure... Uh, maybe we've even talked about this at some point. Uh, as a kid, very confusing, because I thought it was a movie from the 50s. Just like Happy Days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 12, uh, I've never heard of it, Arthur Christmas, but it has nothing to do with uh, Dudley Moore's Arthur. So no. Don't well, it's an animated movie, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Number 11, hey, this is cute Die Hard. Uh, must uh, be some cool people working yeah. at Rotten Tomatoes. Number 10, we, we had to do every uh, to, of the yeah, top, top 10. Yeah, top 10. Uh, 1940s, Remember the Night. Remember the night? How could I remember it? I've never heard of it. Number nine, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. This might be my number one. Yeah. It's a very good and short. The Grinch isn't so bad. No, he just wants to be left alone. Yeah. He's an introvert. And we're talking, of course, about the Jim Carrey version. <laughs> oh, it is the 1967 <laughs> version. Uh, Chuck Jones, which I never really thought about, but that makes 100% sense. Yeah. And that song, man, the Grinch's theme song. Yeah, you're a mean one. Yeah. Boris Karloff. Does he sing that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, number eight, The Apartment, a classic film. Yeah, we all know that Billy one. Wilder, we, Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine. Everybody loves it. Number seven, Babes in Toyland. Now, don't get excited, Tom. Babes and toys <laughs> are your, two of your favorite things. <laughs> but this is a movie from 1934. It's a Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. This is like uh, for my, uh, like some people, they just love the hell out of this thing, right? Yeah. Uh, like my cousins, this is like what they grew Were up they on. Were they a WPIX family? <laughs> they're WPIX. They're all in their late 90s. <laughs> um, they love this. This is like their family's Christmas movie. It's 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 good. Yeah. But like a uh, little Bo Peep is like in it. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, number six, uh, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. You know what? Embarrassed to say it, I don't think I've ever seen this all the way through. Um, I saw it. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I probably like it. It's a technical feat. Yeah, some good songs too. Yeah, I mean, it's always like, and that's it's weird when you think about it, like. Tim Burton's obsessed with Christmas, huh? Like yeah. he's made so many movies that take well, place during Christmas or have scenes during Christmas. You know. Three on this list alone, exactly. Placing yeah. all of which place higher than Home Alone. Mm -hmm. Tim Burton, A the fucking travesty. The Christmas Man. Uh oh, this is great. Uh, number five, The Shop Around the Corner from 1940. Number four, Holiday Inn from 1942. <laughs> Number three, Miracle on 34th Street. Not even the one with that adorable Matilda in it. No, this is the original from 1947. Yeah. Which, like, as a kid, I remember, like, uh, watching and thinking, like, this is boring. This is so boring. Everything old is boring. <laughs> Everything old is boring. Number two, Meet Me in St. Louis. Yeah, of course. A much better movie for Christmas time than Home Alone. Tim. Are you trying to compare Macaulay Culkin to Judy Garland? 
Um, yeah, I would. Judy Garland sucked. <laughs> I'm glad she's dead. No, she's alive. No, she's not alive, Tim. She faked her death. No. That's common knowledge, Tom. She's Liza Minnelli's mom? Yeah. yeah. She's 136 <laughs> years old, living, uh, you know, in, uh, I don't know. Where does, I uh, was Tupac recently live? somewhere where they were uh, playing uh, Wizard of Oz with uh, like the motion smoothing on the TV. That is an insane movie to watch when it looks like it's been videotaped. Oh, man. Yeah. Like that was like the first time I've seen that motion smoothing thing where I'm like, no, I think I would like to watch this in this way. This is crazy. <laughs> I feel like I'm on fucking LSD right now watching this thing. Like there's a documentary and this all happened. Oh, man, we should do that. Can you see the munchkin hanging himself? No, you can't see the munchkin hanging himself. But like. I don't know. Like, I noticed so many more, uh, uh, like, I, the one scene I saw, I forget where the hell I was, but it was during the, the Munchkin land scene, and, like, I noticed so many, like, things extras were doing that I was like, that one's looking at the camera. <laughs> like, that one, like, I don't think knows that a take is happening right now. Like, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> there were just so many more details that I noticed. Uh, the only way to watch it, put on motion smoothing and watch The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, and, and drop some acid. And the number one Christmas movie of all time, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, it sure is. Tom, yeah. my main uh, association with It's a Wonderful Life is sitcoms from <laughs> the yeah. late 80s, early 90s talking about how it's a Wonderful Life is on constantly on every TV channel mm -hmm. uh, for all oh, of uh, December. Right? I thought you were gonna say the uh, how how many sitcoms uh, do an It's a Wonderful Life episode. That too, um, but then I think somebody bought the rights to it. It's like we're only gonna show it one time. I think Ted Turner did it on one yeah. of his uh, things. Um, I've never seen this movie. You've never seen It's a Wonderful no. Life? No. Uh, uh, seems fine. Donna Reed's in it. Yeah. Oh, man. When I was a kid. Jimmy I... Stewart's in it. What's uh, Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> Do a Jimmy Stewart. Oh, do, uh, Jimmy? Jimmy Stewart? Oh, he's in it? Oh, that should be a good movie then. When I was a kid, I had the biggest crush on Donna Reed. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> really? Yeah, Nick at Night, man. Oh, my goodness. It was like, how do they have such a beautiful woman on tv back then yeah like this must have driven people wild and if somebody showed you a picture of donna reed currently you would have been like oh no <laughs> no i think i would have understood that it was like that's what confused me about uh, a christmas story and and yeah and happy days like I understood when something happened long ago. If somebody showed me a picture of Donna Reed when I was a kid, I would be like, yeah, no, I know she's old now, but she was hot back then. Yeah. Older people can be attractive. Sometimes. Not like 80-year-old people. No, they can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry if that is a problematic, Tim. Write an article about me. Uh, Tom <laughs> Reynolds is eight, people in their 80s can't be attractive anymore. Well, we've done it. Tom, are there any uh, films that you feel were left off Rotten Tomatoes Top 50? Uh, I mean, I would agree with you. Home Alone 2 should be on there. Yeah. 
I would say a Muppet's Christmas toy should have been on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the one that scared the hell out of you, right? Yeah. And also, uh, the Muppets uh, Christmas Together, uh, Muppet Family Christmas, I think it's called. I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, man. Yeah, there was there was a special they did with John Denver called uh, Christmas Together. That uh, Oh, I do remember awesome... the John Denver collab. This one, Tom, let me tell you about the Muppets family, a Muppet family Christmas. <laughs> okay. All the Muppets yeah. go to freaking- uh, uh, Even the Sesame Street ones? Hold on. I'm getting <laughs> to that. All the Muppets from the Muppet Show, mm-hmm. they're going to uh, Fozzie's mom's uh, cabin. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Fozzie's mom, she's like, I'm going to California. I'm going to Malibu, I think, to go surfing. Yeah. A grandma up there. She's going surfing. Is she a grand? Does Fozzie have children? I mean, she's like as old as a grandma. <laughs> okay. Fozzie, we find out Fozzie's like a, a fully adult man. <laughs> Bear. <laughs> so they're all going there. So anyway, they get there. Uh, who's renting uh, the house on some sort of Airbnb situation? Mm-hmm. Who's just getting there at the same time? Uh, Doc from, is it Doc? The guy uh, who uh, lives over the Fraggles. Oh yeah. So he's renting it from uh, from Fozzie's mom. All the Muppets get there. Fozzie's mom's like, "Well, I gotta stay and all and, and accommodate all you guys." Then the freaking Sesame Street Muppets get there. Wow. And they're all partying together. They're all interacting. A, a lot of laughs to be had. A lot of songs. Then they go down to the basement. They find a freaking Fraggle hole. They go to Fraggle Rock. They sing some songs, the Fraggles, and guess what? Fraggles come back up into the living room. It's freaking everybody just having a blast singing Christmas songs. It is Infinity War before Infinity War. Exactly. And if that doesn't make Rotten Tomatoes top 50 Christmas movies of all time, well then fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes. Home Alone at number, what, 46? And Muppet Family Christmas nowhere on the list? This... Website should be banned from the internet. Get it off. Get off the goddamn internet. Let me ask you a very important question that's going to immensely color whether I'm able to enjoy this or not. Mm -hmm. How'd they handle the issue of scale with the Fraggles? Hmm. Well, the Doozers never came up. Right, but the Fraggles are also very small. I don't think that's canon, Tom. No, they are. Like, whenever they would go up to docks, like, they were tiny. Not, like, tiny, tiny, but they were smaller. They were, like, half the size you would think that they were. Half the size of, like, you know, the real life, like, Muppet size to fit a hand in there. Well, I don't think the Muppets would fit in Fraggle Rock. I'll tell you this much, Tom. Mm hmm. Freaking number one, mm-hmm. the Muppet Babies also making up here. What? They as wa- cartoons or as puppets? As puppets. They what? watch. They watch a, a home movie of them uh-huh. at Christmas when they were kids. Yeah. And number two, the Swedish Chef is in the the kitchen the whole time making uh, making dinner. The 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 uh, the turkey outsmarts him and gets away. <laughs> yeah. Smooth tur- talking turkey. Yeah, hurdy birdy. And guess what? Freaking the Swedish chef 
tries to lure Big Bird in and murder Big Bird <laughs> and cook him for dinner. Oh, man. That's like a five-minute subplot. It's great. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. <laughs> he doesn't succeed. Spoiler alert, well, he I doesn't mean, he succeed. he never succeeds, <laughs> man, Imagine the, the Muppet family Christmas ended with the Swedish chef murdering Big Bird. Or, or ended with him, like, wheeling out a cooked Big yeah. Bird, and, like, everybody throwing up and mm. crying. And who's doing the dishes at the end? Jim Henson himself. Really? It's wow. a real beautiful film. No, no rest for the weary. Huh. Uh, and do they know who he is? No, they nobody acknowledges him. He just goes like, well, looks like I'll do the dishes. And they're like, well, it's a living. Yeah. If, well, you, yeah. if you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter, at Complete Guide. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. And if you want to support the show, you can support our sponsors. That helps us immensely. You can also check out tcgt.com slash Amazon for your Amazon shopping. All the purchases done through that link support the show. And tcgt.com slash pledge for our Patreon, where you can get bonus weekly mini episodes of things like Fast Food Friday, Justice League Minute, You Look Marvelous, Riverdale Review, and many, many more. Tom, is there going to be exciting stuff coming there soon? Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> well, there's a revamp coming, and uh, yeah. You're not going to want to miss it. Yeah. Things uh, things are going to be changing. Uh, For in, the better. In good ways, yeah. yes. And we'll be talking more about that in the coming weeks. But hey, why not get in on it now? I mean, you know. I guess you could wait, but whatever. <laughs> get in on it now. You get uh, the old episodes, too. Anyway, Tim, you've complicated things before anything was ready to be announced. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> oh, and uh, tcgt.com slash store for our um, uh, merch. So if you get your order in now before Christmas, and it will get there before Christmas, hopefully. Depends on the mail. We'll get there. Uh, I don't know. By the time this comes out, Tom, I think that's a pretty tall order. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get your yeah. New Year's gifts. Yeah. Hey, get a IOU for a loved one. Yeah. Yeah, just print out the receipt. Yeah. Uh, Tom, mm -hmm. any surprise to you that our Christmas movies episode started with me getting worked up about Home Alone and ended with me getting worked up about a Muppet family Christmas? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. It's pretty on brand. Yeah. And uh, and me talking about how a Batman movie's uh, one of the best <laughs> Christmas movies. Uh, it's a very, it's a complete guide Christmas. Yeah. It's a very, like, so Batman Returns, I don't know, it's like a very Christmassy feeling movie. Like, it, it sets a nice uh, Christmas tone, I feel like. Yeah. Except with all that crime. Wow. Well. That's where Batman comes in. You see, I rewatched like the end of that recently, where uh, Michael Keaton rips off his mask to show Michelle Pfeiffer, like, "Hey, it's me, Bruce Wayne." Uh, a, it's very weird how easy it was for him to rip the mask because like a rubber mask, but he just kind of like he's very strong. Easily he's got superhuman strength, no, right? Isn't superhuman. that Batman's thing? He doesn't have superhuman strength, and also it makes it very obvious that like. When he rips the mask off, somehow his eye makeup goes away, too. Yeah, well. What are you going to do? 
I would say keep the eye makeup on. As a kid, that would have blown my mind. Like, oh, man, yeah, look at how realistic this is. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.